Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Today, Congress passes a temporary stopgap bill to keep the government open. Despite Jamal Bowman pulling the fire alarm and Donald Trump arrives in court for yet another legal battle. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And over the weekend, within mere hours of the midnight deadline, Congress passed a 45-day stopgap bill to avoid a government shutdown. The temporary measure will fund the federal government at current 2023 levels through November 17th. And though the White House pushed for an extra allowance to launder more money in Ukraine, the bill notably does not include any additional funds for Ukraine. The Biden administration lamented the lack of funds for Zelensky, releasing a statement that said, just a few months ago, Speaker McCarthy and I reached a budget agreement to avoid precisely this type of manufactured crisis. For weeks, extreme House Republicans tried to walk away from that deal by demanding drastic cuts that would have been devastating for millions of Americans. They failed. While the Speaker and the overwhelming majority of Congress have been steadfast in their support for Ukraine, there is no new funding in this agreement to continue that support. We cannot, under any circumstances, allow American support for Ukraine to be interrupted. Really? Under any circumstances? Huh. Strange thing to hear coming from someone whose job it is to put Americans first. Not Ukraine. America. Strange to hear coming from a guy whose job it is to protect America's borders rather than Ukraine's. But I guess it's nice to know he at least understands the importance of borders at all. But the vote over the weekend wasn't without its own set of issues because in 2023, everything is stupid. And Democrat squad member Jamal Bowman of New York was captured on video pulling a fire alarm in a Capitol office building shortly before a House vote to avert the government shutdown. Uh-oh. Well, that sounds like someone obstructing an official proceeding, which I'm told is an extremely serious crime. But here's the thing. He didn't mean to. He just doesn't know how fire alarms work. He released a statement shortly after saying, I want to personally clear up confusion surrounding today's events. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused, but I want to be very clear. This was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying to urgently get to a vote, which I ultimately did and joined my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open. Okay, so he didn't mean to commit a crime. He just didn't know. He made a mistake. But did that matter for the hundreds of January 6ers who were on camera being escorted into the Capitol by police, waved in, welcomed in, but still were prosecuted by the DOJ? Well, Donald Trump was asked about it yesterday. Here's what he had to say. President, comment on Congressman Jamal Bowman that pulled the fire alarm in the Cannon Building and disrupt the uh, So I think what, Bowman, I don't know Bowman at all, but Jamal Bowman, a congressman from New York, did something that was as bad or worse. You look at what's happening to the J6ers and... They're putting him in jail for years and years, and this guy pulled an alarm system. And to show you how corrupt they are, 
He then said when he got caught, he didn't know he was on tape. I mean, I don't know how you can be in the Capitol and not know it, especially after what happened. And he said, oh, he was trying to get into a door. He thought he was opening a door. It was a door two feet away. He thought he was opening a door. It's a red box that says fire alarm on it. He thought he was opening. This is the crap. And then they let him out because he's a Democrat, radical left lunatic. And he should be prosecuted the same exact way as the J6 people were prosecuted. But, of course, Democrats like the brainiac herself, AOC, were very quick to defend Bowman, saying, well, well, we just got to hold on a second, guys. Okay, it could maybe it could have been a misunderstanding. Uh, I believe that we have a video clip of AOC talking about that. Um, But, you know, to be fair, AOC, Bowman, the rest of the squad really are that dumb. I might actually believe it. I don't even know. I can't even tell. Here to discuss this and more, we have uh, Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and founder and owner of Ripaverse Comics, and Yakubuyan's Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. I have to say, as I was introing you, Eric, I did, I confused the A, and I just said Ona instead of Ripa. Ona? Instead of, I was like trying to say Ona. Ripaverse. Ona. Yeah, I, have I, to say, I, I have to say Ripaverse, but I said Ona. That's still correct. Okay, so I, I want to play the, um, the the clip with AOC. Actually, she had CNN pushing back on her, which that's when you know that you're, yeah. you might be in trouble is when CNN is actually asking you questions that you're not prepared to answer as a Democrat. Um, and I want to play this moment just because it's beautiful when CNN's pushing back on AOC. Watch. He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm would open a door. Uh, based on the fact that the doors to his right there were locked and there was a sign that he said he was, I think someone said it was confusing. I'll be honest, uh, it doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. Have you talked to him? What's going on? I mean, listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, Mm -hmm. I think there's there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. The exits that are normally open in that Mm -hmm. building were suddenly closed. He, so you pulled the fire alarm? So I'm, I'm, what I am here to say is that uh-huh. Tell us. House administration I wish and would. U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are inactive and he's fully participating in saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important to raise mm-hmm. is the Tell fact us. that Republicans, oh, no. representatives like Nicole Maliotakis oh, and no. others, Extreme immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions mm-hmm. to expel, before there, before there has even been conversations that are that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding here. Oh, right. Because now he gets the benefit of the doubt, even though, like I said, all of these January Sixers, these grandmas who were walking, parading around the Capitol, waving American flags, being waved in by the police. We didn't we didn't wonder whether or not there was a misunderstanding there. We didn't go to them and try to get their side. Oh, actually, we did get their side of the story. They just didn't care and prosecuted them anyway. I'm sure that it was very confusing to go up to a door and have it say emergency exit only in giant red signs. And it tells you that the alarm will sound. I'm sure that that was very confusing, especially for someone who used to be a principal of a school. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was about to mention that. That had freaking fire alarm drills. like any school building he's ever in as a student, <laughs> never mind a principal, did not have that little red box by the door. Look, but listen to what AOC is saying there. She's saying she's complaining about Republicans filing motions, which is a legal process, which they're allowed right, to do, right. Eric. 
They follow the law by filing a motion, but she's defending the guy that takes an illegal process, tripping a fire alarm to shut down a vote. This is the insanity we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, but let me tell you, they filed motions. Yeah. Right, right. Can you right, believe it? They right. would file motions. Right. Yeah, but Johnny over there tripped the fire alarm to right. shut down a vote. It's, what a joke. It's like, oh, no, not a motion. I mean, it could be worse. He could be going to jail like a whole bunch of other people who dared obstruct an official proceeding in Congress. Yeah, I mean, I think if the, the whole January 6th thing and the just blatant hypocrisy being so relatively new, people would be more so willing to give someone the benefit of the doubt for being just stupid. Yeah, the benefit exactly. of the doubt is not... For, <laughs> It's for being stupid. Like, it's more than anything. Even if that benefit of the doubt, not saying that he was trying, if we just said for the sake of argument that, oh, he wasn't really trying to stop a vote. He was just stupid and thought, okay, yeah, if I flip this, it'll let me in or whatever. Okay. But considering all of what happened, everybody has, uh, this is, it's not going to be selective amnesia with something like this because this was very serious. We had a uh, continuous conversation about what was the uh, literal equivalent to 9 11, uh, according to everybody, and watching grandma's uh, uh, wave flags and people put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk uh, after being waved into the, the, the Capitol. So after the, the entire country has seen that and obviously another side or the other side of the political aisle has seen what they do to folks that even remotely lean to, to their side. Of course, they're not going to be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, watching the AOCs of the world try to act like we should do that, you know, or saying that people are jump more so when she's like, She's essentially saying everybody's jumping the gun. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's yeah. like literally everything it is that you that you guys it did. But now the shoes on the other foot. And now you're like, wait a minute. That's that's our that's my uh, homie. We don't want to necessarily jump the gun here. It's like, well, you didn't give your enemies that uh, such benefit. Mm. The same girl that said they came to they came to attack her, but she was in a different building. She wasn't even in a building. Drama. Jason right. happened. The yeah, same yeah. girl, mind you, that building he's in. I've been in it many times. You don't actually exit to go to go vote. You go underground yeah. in a corridor, in a tunnel, it's all connected, and you walk from your office, you go to lower basement, you walk all the way up, you go up to that, and you go vote. You don't exit, that's an exit door to mm -hmm. the outside. Dude went to stop a vote. That's just it, man, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Because that's not his normal route to go vote. He's not gonna go run outside in DC on the outside. They walk underground and they go up from his office, one button down, and you're up there and you vote. So complete, complete nonsense, absolute nonsense. Well, um, so when it comes to the, the spending bill part of it, um, you know, there has been this ongoing uh, tense, tenseness relationship um, with Matt Gates and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And um, Matt Gates has said that he is introducing a motion to vacate the speakership this week because um, Kevin McCarthy has not done his job. He's not done enough to reduce federal spending. He's not um, followed through on his promises. And so I want to play Matt Gates uh, talking about how poorly the House has been led under Speaker McCarthy. Watch. And the one thing I agree with my Democrat colleagues on is that for the last eight months, this House has been poorly led. And we own that, and we have to do something about it. And you know what? My Democrat colleagues will have an opportunity to do something about that, too. And we will see if they bail out our failed speaker. Well, uh, Speaker McCarthy challenged Matt Gates to bring it on, he said. And um, I want to play. He says that he has a commitment to avoiding a shutdown, which I have some thoughts on. I think these gentlemen might as well. Let's listen to Kevin McCarthy telling Gates to bring it on. 
There is a lot to get to with you. I want to start, though, on the news this morning from Congressman Matt Gates, who says he's going to uh, seek a motion to vacate. He's going to try to oust you, a Speaker of the House. Well, that, that's nothing new. He's tried to do that from the moment I ran for office. Look. Well, this well, time he says he's going to keep going. Not May not get there. there before the 15th ballot, but it took 15 for Kevin McCarthy. He uh, says he's coming for you. Can you survive? Yes, I'll survive. You know, this is personal with Matt. Matt voted against the most conservative ability to um, protect our border, secure our border. He's more interested in securing TV interviews than doing something. He wanted to push us into a shutdown, even threatening his own district with all the military people there who would not be paid only because he wants to take this motion. So be it. Bring it on. Let's get over with it and let's start governing. If he's upset because he tried to push us in a shut down and I made sure government didn't shut down, then let's have that fight. Oh, he's the savior now. He made sure government. Oh, thank God we have Kevin McCarthy here to oh. make sure government doesn't shut down. I mean, what would we do without this big bloated bureaucracy all the time? My gosh, thank you, Kevin, for being so committed to keeping the government spending my freaking money and my children's assets and my unborn grandchildren's assets. I really appreciate that, Kevin. Thanks. And make no mistake, that's the that's the dispute there. I mean, uh, Matt and others, Massey, uh, people that are part of Congress, the Rand Pauls of the world, they've been making this point for a very long time in that, you know, th if, if there is to be bipartisanship, whatever you consider that and whatever that means, it's that these guys want to sp spin mm -hmm. into the oblivion. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily a Republican or Democrat thing. It's like there's a sector of, of, of Republicans, it's like four of them, uh, that are like, yeah, we're spending too much and we should stop. And everybody else is, they're just kind of, arguing over the numbers, but at the end of the day, they have absolutely no problems with putting up trillions of dollars worth of money that they don't even have, and they can't uh, account for it. Well, at least billions of dollars that they certainly can't uh, account for, and they don't have. So, you know, uh, it's funny watching him say, it, 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 I guess he's oblivious, and, and maybe I'm the one that's oblivious, because I like to think that, you know, if, if I'm I think like of Sarah as someone that I would I would say is a a the typical mind of a regular person that tends to lean conservative. Mm -hmm. They would rather you spend less. So you're threatening them with a good time. And I'm not even saying right. it just from a libertarian perspective. Yeah. You're threatening them with a good time when you say that, well, this government might shut down. Well, he's looking at it like, well, this can be nothing but positive and this is what everybody wants. Yeah. And I think that's where the disconnect is between a lot of people that vote uh, vote Republican and the people that actually feel these positions uh, and are voted for, and that they have no problem spending this crazy, uh, insane amount of money. And if you are going to have a complaint about your money not going as far, uh, and you know you're being taxed to death, definitely at the federal level, and all these sorts of arguments that we well people are feeling it hitting their pockets now more than they ever have probably uh, in recent uh, let's say modern modern human history. You have to look at how they spend, right? And you can't keep kicking the can down the right, road, which is what right. everybody wants to do. It's like, well, we have to have it happen because, well, the government will shut down. Well, let it shut down, damn it. So, yeah, exactly. So yeah. to, so to, to yeah. Eric's point, and then I want to get your thoughts, Yaku. Um, I, I want to be clear here. I'm not saying I am a fan of military, active duty military members having to wait to get a paycheck. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a fan of it.
it. I'm saying when you have a Speaker of the House who is supposed to be conservative and who promised to reduce spending and isn't following through on that, I don't want to hear from him his commitment to making an agreement with the other side. I want to hear his commitment to standing strong. And you know what? If the government shuts down, so be it. But we're going to get what we freaking come to the table with or else. And, th- and if you don't agree with us, then that will be on you. That's what I want to hear from my speaker. A hundred percent, because look, you've got you've got to put the blame where the blame lies, because inevitably every year the government's going to shut down. Here's what happens. They raise the debt ceiling, just spend more. And it's a negotiation between bureaucrats and the unit party about who gets what appropriation. Where It's not about it's not about the money. No, No. it's not about fiscal responsibility, thinking of your dollar, thinking about taxing you less, thinking about how it impacts. No, forget about where's the money going? Forget about going to spend trillions of dollars. Is it being spent on my pet project? Is it my pet project? Is it earmarked for my division or your division? That's That's the fight. The fight is not not to spend more. It's never not to spend more. Ted Cruz said something the other night. It's interesting. Kevin McCarthy. As the shutdown was coming and it was approaching, Cruz took a bill to the floor and he said, hey, in the last shutdown under Trump, remember there was a war between Schumer and Trump. Government shut down for 35 days, right? They passed a bill. They nixed the bill. The Coast Guard was not paid, but they passed a bill that said, hey, we've got to pay our military. But the Coast Guard was not paid. Last week, Ted Cruz takes a bill to the table to McCarthy. And he said, this time around, you got to pay the Coast Guard, buddy. Right, right. You can't. McCarthy <laughs> shut it down. So McCarthy is the guy that says, I could not care less about the American people. It's about negotiating with his buddies mm-hmm. on the other side of the, I was like, hey, I gave you one last time. Give me one this time. We're going to raise the debt ceiling. We're mm-hmm. going to spend more. America will pay for it. Don't worry. We'll yeah. tax them. But you got to come my way a little bit. And you're, it's not about stop the spending. Right. So I say shut the sucker down. Right. Shut right. it down. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got to uh, we got to take a quick break. We will be back with more. I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is for those of you who maybe you're like me and you've got back issues. I've got disc issues and maybe you have arthritis, maybe you have tennis elbow. I don't know. The point is, if you're living in pain, you need to try Relief Factor. It is all natural um, and it's an alternative to pain medications. So what it does is it it's an anti a very, very strong anti-inflammatory that actually gets to the root cause of pain. Um, and so it's not going to be like any other, you know, pain medicine that you've tried that's like topical and you rub it on and it feels great until it wears off and then you're in pain again. Uh, or, you know, you take a Tylenol and it feels okay for a little bit and then you're in pain again. And that's not how it's going to be. Whenever you take Relief Factor as directed, uh, like 70% of the people who try their three-week quick start pack go on to keep ordering it because it's tr- it's work- it's working for them. So it can work for you. It's only $19.95. I would say that that is quite uh, quite fair to, to buy and see if you could, it could change your life and you can get out of pain. You can get it at relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start. Again, 70% of the people who order it go on to keep ordering it. It's working for them at relieffactor.com. Donald Trump is because, again, it's 2023 and everything is stupid, is involved in this civil fraud case, the civil fraud trial, a $250 million civil fraud trial uh, where he is basically being accused um, of lying about how much he and his property, Mar-a-Lago, are worth. So um, 
Trump's lawyers, this was his first day in court today, and Trump's lawyers were arguing that his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida was actually worth at least $1 billion rather than the $18 million that prosecutors are suggesting. Um, it's just fascinating because there have been numerous real estate experts who have said, like, the $18 million is bo- like, there's no way. It's no. not, that's bogus. There's no way. Have you guys actually ever seen the property? Um, but that, but truth and facts don't matter. It's, oh, Eric's already chomping at the bit to talk. I, I, I didn't, like, look, guys, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> He's I, already, Eric's already over it. No, it's like, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. But when I assessed this and I was reading over this, I, I, I could not wrap my mind. Damn, if he was the president, this yeah, just happening yeah. to a regular person. Yes. I didn't understand, because this is how I read it. Again, lawyers out there, forgive me if I'm getting this wrong. But what it reads like is that basically... The the government, per se, is just throwing out a phantom number, right? Yes, it might be yes. like, a, I don't know if they got, I don't know, some real estate guy to appraise it or whatever he was. And they're saying that it's 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 worth a lot less than what he uh, initially said. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, well, for one, where's the actual, let's see, even if we assume that it was true, what is the crime there, uh, number one? But how, as far as how they're dictating that makes no sense to me whatsoever. And maybe it is. Hey, Eric, you're just not a lawyer and you don't really understand what's happening. But it reads like just, hey, they came up with a phantom number. And it, it's not like we, th- th- that, like it's actual market value. It's more of, well, this person dictated that it cost that much. And that's so wildly off, and therefore he's committed. So, fraud. so let me, so let me, let me answer. I think what you're getting at, which, by the way, I mean, I agree with you. I, the whole thing is bogus. They're just trying to throw the kitchen sink at him. You know, they're trying to throw a bunch of crap at the wall and see what sticks, as one might say. But so they're saying that Trump had described his finances to banks and insurers in a quote materially inaccurate way quote for over a decade to get better loan terms and lower insurance premiums. They say illegally generating more than a billion dollars of financial benefits. So they're basically saying he is overvaluing this to to reap financial benefits from 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 loan from potential loans from banks uh, yeah because yeah. he had yeah. i guess he they, they because they, he had more well it's financing right, right. And all that so, stuff. so okay. if you take mar-a-lago and you use it as an asset at a certain value and all his accumulative assets it puts him at a certain financial status so he has loan power he has borrowing power so he's borrowing but here's the deal just let's just go down to layman's terms right no bank loans you money without assessing right. what they're loaning against. Especially with property. Okay? Yes. They have to get okay. it appraised so, themselves. So the appraisal the is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's bogus out the window yeah. because they're not going to loan money and just say, well, he said. He said he had assets of $5 billion, so he loaned against the $5 billion, and whoops, it was $18 billion. I wish it was that easy, boy. Golly. I mean, because if that's the case, hey, let's let's go loan, baby. $50 million. million. (laughs) Give me a a $25 million loan. The whole thing is so insane. But then, who who of these people have actually set foot on Mar-a-Lago? Because I've been there many, many times, and it is a compound on the water Mm -hmm. in Florida— in one of the most ritziest neighborhoods in the, in the world, you might as well be in Monaco for crying out loud and have acres upon acres, 18 million. I mean, please, what a <laughs> joke. But beyond the 18 million, just the premise that, well, he leveraged capital to go build other buildings and, he, and, and it was an over appraisal. The bank 
checked the market value and the appraisal before they loaned him any money right. on so it always every works. occurrence. Right. Right. So, so, always works. so how much is it you say that they're going to... Uh, so they are... Um, 250 million. Yeah, right. 250 million. All right, so million it's only worth 18 million. We're going to sue them for 200. Yes, right. yes. So, so the fines, fines of up to $250 million plus the potential loss of licenses for, for his buildings like Trump Tower in New York and some others. It's just fascinating, though, because how many years now have they just been obsessed with Donald Trump's financial status? And I mean... Do you remember they'd be like, he does, we need to see his tax That's returns because he doesn't make as much as he claims. He lies about how much he makes. Like, But Sarah, do you know why, though? Because tax fraud is the one thing that they know they can push through court pretty quickly. So mm. they, if they can catch him on finance... That's where they know that because they're not going to get him on some woman saying that he did something and she did Stormy Daniels, blah, right, blah, blah, blah. Right. You can just go on and on and on election. But they go after the money issue because historically in America, tax fraud cases, they slap. I mean, they slap hard because they throw the Fed at you. And so they're trying. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they're stripping his name off buildings in New York as we speak. They're, they're taking it. Remove, I mean, the stuff that is happening Wild. against this man is insane. Wild. It's insane. Um, I want to play, actually, Donald Trump uh, right before he entered the courtroom earlier this afternoon uh, or this morning talking about how I that Listen, he's correct in all of his witch hunt talk, including today. Watch. So very simply put. It's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in the state. You see how she does. This trial was railroaded and fast-tracked. This trial could have been brought years ago, but they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. The same with other trials and indictments. It's all run by DOJ, which is corrupt in Washington. Well, uh, the other side of the fence, New York Attorney General Letitia James told reporters that justice will prevail. Watch. Good morning, everyone. Donald Trump and the other defendants have con committed persistent and repeated fraud. Last week, we proved that in our motion for summary judgment. Today, uh, we will prove our other claims. My message is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. And it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. The law is both powerful and fragile. And today in court, we will prove our case. I thank you all for being here. And again, justice will prevail. Thank you. No one is above the law. That is so rich coming from the Democrats, especially in New York, who have, you know, completely transformed, uh, you know, they've got bail reform. They, they, they're just letting people out on the streets with a slap on the wrist. You can burn down cities. You can loot. And, uh, you know, the attorney general up, oh, Letitia James, is like, yeah, you know what? You, if you fit the boxes that I want you to fit, I'm not going to charge you anything. But, but don't worry. No one is above the law. Yeah, hilarious. I don't even think she believes that, but man, the sad thing about it, and I don't mean to be a doomer about it all, but <laughs> it's just, you know, you hate to see this is lawfare. Let's just call it what it is. And um, the fact that people are gravitating, definitely even at that level, because generally you see that at a lower level. Hell, I got other, you know, stupid stuff that I, I, I deal with as well. And anybody that's a successful business owner, inevitably, you're going to have to deal with this goofy stuff because people try to leverage the uh, uh, court court system to get to, to as a shakedown. You know what I mean? In this case, this is more of a of a um, pull. <laughs> 
trying to punish their political enemies, right? And, and, and if that is going to be the game that's going to be played, you cannot expect the other side to not heed to that and, and, and start paying attention. And then it's just going to get ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a game that they're ready to play. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, look, it's not the banks coming after him. It's not even the lender that's coming after him. And what he's saying is they should have brought this a long time ago. They bring it in my campaign. All I'll say is this. If that man is back in the White House, hellfire is going to rain and you're going to see cockroaches (laughs) scatter and trying to get visas and citizenship. And maybe maybe that's how we get all the Guatemalans and the Venezuelans back to Venezuela. (laughs) If you put Trump back and they'll go at will. Yeah. But for what they have done to this man. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I know we got to take a, a break, but I would like to announce some very sad news for John Anthony Castro, who uh, had brought a case to the Supreme Court, hoping that they would rule that Donald Trump was not allowed to run as a presidential candidate because of his role. Those of you who are listening on audio podcast, there are air quotes for role in the January 6th, 2021 uh, attack on the U.S. Capitol. Well, unfortunately for him, the case was denied by the Supreme Court without any comment or recorded vote. That's how dumb it was. So sorry. Looks like Trump is here to stay on the ballot. And uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back with more. These states that are removing his name, people are going to write it. Well, Gavin Newsom has uh, found Dianne Feinstein's replacement, and he has, remember, he had vowed that it would be a black woman because we don't, this isn't a meritocracy anymore. You have to base everything, you have to base your decisions that you haven't made yet. You have to base your future decisions on physical characteristics of people and just hope that you find someone that can plug that hole. So Gavin Newsom has now appointed LaFonza Butler uh, to be Feinstein's replacement. Now, this is uh, the head of Emily's List, a pro-abortion political action committee. They've, they swear they've, they have helped elect like 26, I think, uh, women who have promised to push forward the agenda of killing babies in the womb up until the point of birth and probably after, honestly, with these people. Um, But it's just very fascinating because you would think, even if you wanted to say, okay, only a black woman, only a black woman will do, um, you would think that Gavin Newsom would find it reasonable to pick someone who at least lives in California because this woman does not. She lives in Maryland. Because Gavin Newsom thinks he's a casting director. He's in Hollywood, right? He's just casting. He's casting the play. He's casting the musical. So that's what they do in casting. They pick a character. They give it ethnicity, skin color, the whole disposition, and then go find that person. Right. It's called casting. So he's just casting. Yeah, apparently so. So I want to play. You're saying he's casting her. So let's... Let's see a little bit. Uh, let's get a, a, a scope into who LaFonza Butler is, or at least who she's cast to be. Here is LaFonza Butler in a speech she gave while with Emily's List. Watch. Since the dawn of patriarchy, women have had their power stolen. Time and again, we have been told what we can and cannot do, what choices we can and cannot make about our lives and our futures, but time and again, we have come together across race and across place to respond to questions about our rights with clarity and resolve. Our body 
always belong to us. Our freedoms are not up for debate. By the way, she's um, a lesbian, so there's a little bonus box that she checked there. She checked all the casting boxes. Yeah. They had a LGBT. Very, oh, a nice list. She's not, she, she, I mean, he would have gotten, I think, more bonus points if it would have been a black trans, trans woman. True. He shame, would have gotten, I mean, I'm just. Shame on them for not even doing that. Is that is transphobic. Yeah, shame so, on so, so Gavin is underperforming. Yeah, <laughs> Gavin is transphobic is what I just heard. How dare he? <laughs> Man, look, uh, to Yaga's point, and I made this point. Friday, right? Mm -hmm. We, we, we mm -hmm. were talking about who they were going to pick or who was at the top of the list. It's just you see so many similarities and it's not just a, a government issue, right? If anything, they're the lagging indicator because we saw a lot of this stuff and we've seen a lot of this stuff in entertainment and uh, even other like companies with the stupid die die uh programs and and everything that they have where they're focusing on or highlighting and prioritizing everything that has nothing to do <laughs> with how well this person can perform this gig, right? It's not based on any sort of uh, accomplishments or merit. It is more so based on uh, your identity and things, again, that have little to nothing to do. So in this case, uh, if you do feel that people that are, should be in these positions, and by the way, when stuff like this happens, and I, you know, of course, being the guy that hates the government here always, and I don't stink nearly as high of them as other people mm -hmm. do, this, this actually is, you know, going on my side on this, that you're not having the most competent people, and this is just a flat out example of this because before they went to bring someone in to replace Fonte, it was, well, they need to check that box, that box, and that box. So everybody else is excluded. So we don't know who. Now, again, it's government. I think they're all quacks either, either way. But even if I am to accept that this is supposed to be the upper echelon of society and these are the people that we, we need to run our lives, and that's because they're the most uh, 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 suited to do so, well, according to their hiring practices, if you will, that's the complete opposite thing. But it is uh, impacting pretty much the entire world uh, for that. So when you do start to see a decline, and we've already seen it across the board and seemingly everything, I think you can point back to this. Simple as this, the best people aren't the ones that are getting these positions. It's not even being considered right now. They can call it whatever they want, Eric. It is affirmative action. And it's not just in, for the black community. It is a, an affirmative action to who can we control and manipulate. If we take a Katanji Brown and we put her in the Supreme Court and she's so manipulated that she won't tell you what a woman is, we own her. We can manipulate her in the Supreme Court. And that's what this is. South Africa is a beautiful historic picture of this where we have a minister of health care today that's not a doctor, that has no medical degree. We got a minister in defense that was never in the military. I mean, this is where you will go as a nation. It is pick the ones who check the boxes, but also are in a position where they kiss the ring yeah. mm -hmm. and you've controlled them. Sure. And they will continue to, and they will sacrifice, they'll sell their own children out, right? They will do it. Yeah, so. that's a good point. Um, by the way, before we have to take a break, I just wanted to, I think probably this is good news. Maybe people are waking up. I'm not sure that uh, Democrats will admit that they were wrong. But a new poll indicates that despite the Biden administration trying to push people to get this new COVID vaccine uh, survey, survey says eh, most people will not. According to the poll, 33% uh, of respondents said that they would, quote, definitely not get the vaccine. And another 19% indicated that they would, quote, probably not get end quote, the vaccine. 
Um, and so 52% of U.S. adults are saying, not this time, not this time, Joe. Now, your tax money still is going to like buy up all of these shots that they're going to have to then just dump in the trash can because Americans don't want them anymore. Um, but I think, curiously, we might see, sorry, YouTube, in completely unrelated news, we might also see the rates of myocarditis and people suddenly dropping dead also go down. But that's completely unrelated news. <laughs> the absolute clown show. Um, Eric, take over. Well, please. no, uh, yeah. Me? Not <laughs> you. I'll, I'll the this. clown show they run. I know. No, are you kidding me? It is good news. The bad news is that still everybody that perpetuated this nonsense, uh, nobody has been tried for their crimes. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, you know what? At the very least, give me a freaking apology. Yeah. Oh. Can I at least oh. hear from all of these Democrat well, no, family members there, who you weren't allowed to go to Thanksgiving, you I weren't mean, allowed to go to their weddings, election. you weren't allowed to go do all of that other they, they stuff? They want immunity, remember? Right. Yeah. Oh, right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Why we should give immunity for how crazy we got during COVID? No. But, but Sarah, two things, though. No, that wasn't about you. They run a clown show. I said, <laughs> no, I'm I, I'm forfeiting my time. I said, Eric, take my time. <laughs> no, but, but two things, though. One, still to me, it still blows my mind that 48% would still do it. I know. I know. Well, I mean, I mean it, that's what, almost party lines, on? too, right? It's party lines, but it shows you that sanity has left the building. Yeah. There's no intellectual honesty anymore. And then the other thing you made, the beautiful point you made, is Pfizer's contract with the federal government is not going down. Mm. Although people oh, are not no, they're still going to gonna get paid. It. We're still paying for it. Yeah. So whether they're you trying take, to justify exactly. giving them all that money. That's exactly. why. That's why they're pushing it. Exactly. To, to oh, happen. exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, all right, we've got to uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Me? No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. A jury has found uh, Alan Coley, a delivery driver in Sterling, Virginia, uh, not guilty in a case. This is very interesting. Those of you who have not been keeping up with it, I want to get your thoughts, guys. Um, in the case against him regarding Tanner Cook, this is a prankster on YouTube, apparently, who started harassing this guy. He's a delivery driver. He went to go pick up uh, you know, food to deliver it to some, you know, people who probably never got their food. And this guy is up in this, up in Alan Coley's face. He's yelling at him. He's following him. He's harassing him. And Coley turns, and this is a video of it. Coley turns and like shoots him, gets out his gun. He legally was allowed to carry the gun, gets out his gun, shoots him. Uh, the jury believed his argument of self-defense. I want to play that moment and then get your thoughts. What? When thinking about my twinkle. What's that mean? Quit thinking about my twinkle. No. Quit thinking about my twinkle. Get out of my business while it helps them. Stop. Quit thinking about my twinkle. Stop. So uh, he was holding up a phone that kept repeating the phrase, hey, dip S, quit thinking about my twinkle. And he said he felt threatened. He said, I had told this guy to leave me alone. I told him to stop. He didn't stop. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know what he wanted. And I was, fair, I was scared for my life. I feared for my life. I felt threatened. And so I acted uh, in self-defense, and the jury agreed with him. 
Yeah, I don't know if there was another charge that was associated with the gun that wasn't that he wasn't acquitted for. I was reading conflicting uh, arguments or uh, uh, reports on that. Yeah, it uh, was it was uh, aggravated malicious wounding, use of a firearm in the commission of a felony, and discharging a firearm inside a building. Right. So it was he acquitted on all of those. So he was guilty on the discharging a firearm. Right. So he was guilty on that one, but the others are he he were acquitted mm-hmm. on. So yeah, that 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 is what it is. So look. Uh, and I'm going to say this, people that follow me know that I'm actually dealing with uh, some similar issues, right, uh, as far as weirdos that um, mm-hmm. think everything is a, is a joke and there's not, you know, they they expect that everybody else is supposed to, I guess, play on with it and absorb it, uh, even though they don't personally find that stuff uh, funny. Now, I look at something like that and I say, well, that's unfortunate, mainly being is, um, you know, l- the guy clearly didn't want to be messed with. And there's people who, because of social media, because of the Internet in itself, they're chaos agents and they they get off on this type of mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? And I've had this, you know, even when we and I'm going to be 100 percent honest on this. We had this conversation when Alex did it with Barstool. And you remember I was yes, talking about this yes, on here. I was yes. like, yeah. look, man, don't go there. I, I'm not. I, I, yeah. Look, I get it. It's cool. It's prank and all that stuff. And ha ha ha. I'm not really okay with, you know, definitely when it comes to other people's property, you know, in this case, it wasn't necessarily that I'm not really, you know, I'm not really cool with that. Right. So if people don't want to be messed with, stop messing with them. And look, man, the honest to God thing is you cannot expect them to play along with it and find it as funny as maybe you do. So there will be there's inevitably going to be consequences. Mm -hmm. And that's an unfortunate thing because this person felt that that was how they react. Whether I would react that way or someone else would react that way, that's particularly irrelevant to the to the case. And if if he felt that he was threatening, because you can imagine I'm going to do my job. I got some random dude in my face doing doing all it. Yeah, two of them. One that's way bigger than him. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like. Mm I don't know what's about to happen. Uh, and, and that's the way that he act. You can sit up, we can sit up in an armchair this all day long. I don't want to undermine the fact that to me, that should be a footnote. We can sit up here, we can talk about training and all that. I get that. But to me, that should be the footnote. What should be prioritized is to stop jacking with people. I say that to avoid picking that up. Stop messing with people, bro. Well, he didn't. This guy didn't learn his lesson because he said he's going to still he's going to continue doing these YouTube pranks on his YouTube channel. Because that is how deprived society is today. There's so a lack of true identity, Christ identity in their life where they live life with a purpose is that they are solely dependent on a like mm-hmm. or a, a comment. Their whole existence is that and all logic goes out the window. And unfortunately, you're going to see this stuff happen. You know, we heard, heard the president say, when I'm back in office and you loot stores, expect yourself to get shot. Mm-hmm. Because you can't jack with people and their stuff. And especially he's warning the guy, get away from me. Get away from me, weirdo. And I think it's funny. Would you and I react that way? No, I clean his clock. I knock him unconscious. And I dial 911 and say, yes, thing, I know. Crazy thing yeah. is, is they'll still say you overreact. They, yeah. they will. Yeah. Yeah. They, they will. You knock them out. Somebody ran up on you. You they knock will. them out. Because yeah. everything's a joke to these people. They right. will. Right. And you, look, you can pull that in the training, pull the firearm, warn. You know. But again, you don't know that man's life. You don't know he's well, This is my thing. I hate to cut you off, but... Why are we expected to give these types the benefit of right, the doubt? Right. Like, how am I? How right. is a man supposed to understand yes. that right. you're just joking? Right. They, they don't know you. They've never interacted. No. And why would they give you the benefit of the doubt Shouldn't. that this is all? It's just going to be Shouldn't. just going to hold a little phone and ha ha ha. It's just giggles for you too. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. Right. We're also in a culture where where you watch those 
who gang up on you, then pummel them half to death. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. It's happening. And then gang up on them. Mm-hmm. You, you see it chasing people down the street. All of a sudden, it's not two guys chasing. It's 15 guys chasing one guy and kicking the living dickens out of him. So you can't blame culture for, for fighting back. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Uh, and this guy, by the way, I know we got to take a break. He like spent days in the ICU and still is like, no, I'm still going to follow people through department stores. I, you know what? At this point, you kind of get what's coming to you. Whatever happens next. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah, but it's his whole existence. You know? so well, next, I mean. All right, uh, Joe Biden is really deteriorating right before our very eyes. Um, He was talking about the government shutdown and um, Speaker McCarthy and just had a reboot, I think, in the middle of his sentence. Watch. Yes. I hope this experience Uh for the speaker. Okay has been one of a personal revelation. I'm not being facetious. I, uh, um, Yes. Oh, God, the hamster is... Anyway. Mm-mm. No, the hamster fell off <laughs> he, the wheel. He legit fe- uh, just forgot. He the hamster like, fell off the 100%, wheel. 100% he just forgot, like, straight up. I get it. It happens sometimes. You're, like, well, I hope not while you're you know, speaking in front of a bunch of people. But if you kind of just, oh man, I just forgot what I was about to say, but he's like mid conversation. And that, whatever was up there, left the building. But then typically Eric, you would go, you know what? I just lost my train of thought onto the next Yeah, day. yeah, not, not. Oh. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> Thanks guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.